0: There was a time where my wife would roll her eyes when I would tell her I'm doing one of those events because she knew it was just about me. Like it was painful for the family, I'd be gone, I'd come back, I'd be tired, I'd be grumpy. And then not even to mention all the weeks or months leading up to the training of one of those events. And then I had a breakthrough moment where I actually realized, oh, the whole purpose of doing these challenges is that you become a better person. It's not that you're becoming a stronger person, but you're becoming a better person. Welcome back to the Become a Provider podcast, and this is a unique episode where the tables have turned and I'm reposting a podcast from the Journey to Health podcast where I was interviewed by Sarah Shaw, and you may remember that name and certainly the voice because she was a guest on my podcast episode number 18. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, I know you'll enjoy her story. So for this episode, I'm reposting the journey to health interview that I had a chance to be a guest on. And I hope you enjoy this conversation, learn a little bit more about how I got into health coaching, some of the behavioral health changes that I've tried to make the lessons learned and reflecting on the journey. So this was originally done March of 2021. And I hope you enjoy the conversation with Sarah and me.
1: Justin Thomas is an MBA graduate, national board certified health coach, and the current COO at Health, While he may claim to be an accidental health coach, he has been perfectly positioned to use his gift of leadership within his community and also be the provider for his own family. He embodies a zest for life and demonstrates positive energy wherever he goes. His life is full of adventure and you'll be encouraged to travel your own journey with more zest and positive energy behind you. So let's begin. Welcome, Justin, to our Journey to Health podcast. We are so excited to have you as our guest today.
0: Thanks for having me. And it'll be fun to reflect on some of the stories of even how we connected and how I got here.
1: That's right. I know you're full of amazing, funny stories and you have such a zest for life that we're going to hear it throughout this podcast. But I wanted to share the word that I had for you. I actually had two. The first one I would say that came to mind was adventure. Because I feel as though you cannot say no to a good adventure. I love that every time you come to any of our meetings or we get together, you always seem to have a story that is filled with adventure. And I'm always very inspired by all of your life choices because it's always something where it's a pursuit of an adventure. And I really admire that. And my second word was sunshine because I feel as though every time you come into the room, you also bring a lot of sunshine, sunshine and adventure. They go together very well.
0: That's so kind. Thank you for those words. It's really nice to be able to reflect on someone's journey, not only my personal journey, but what others see in me and how others have called that out in me. So thanks for calling out those nice traits.
1: I can't wait to hear all the things you want to share with us. I know you could probably go on for days with some of your entertaining stories, but share with us on how you began your own journey to health, because I know you came in from a different approach than most people.
0: Yeah. I like to say that I think I'm the only accidental health coach where, (laughs) you know, you have these amazing stories and you've even had some of them on this podcast where the typical flow of a health coach is you overcome a significant personal challenge, uh, an autoimmune disease. That's how the narrative goes. You've you've got this health issue and concern and you have all these doors that have been shut in your face, shut in your face. You don't feel good. And finally you take on that ownership and you overcome that disease. And you say, I want to do that for other people. And that's a great story. And that's why I love working with the health coaches that we have a chance to work with because they all have amazing stories. And then you get to me and it's like, I am the accidental health coach.
1: I can relate to that a little bit. And I, I think that's what draws our coaches in is they do have a story, but everybody has a story. It's just a different flavor. And again, I think yours has a big time flavor of adventure and sunshine and accidental, I guess we can call it, but tell us more about how you got into health coaching for yourself.
0: I was at a time in my career, in my life where I was exploring the next step. As I thought about preparing for our conversation today is what about my story can others relate to? And I think it's going through life and You have your routines, primarily work routines, and then there's something in the back of your mind that says, "Ah, you know, I kind of want to work out. I kind of want to do more. And that's the place that I was in my life where when I attended this event called Theology on Tap, a neighbor of mine invited me out to this event. And it was a bunch of guys who went to a pub and they talked about scripture. And actually not very memorable. Like I didn't know anyone there. We sat down and, you know, I don't recall much of anything until the end of the night when one of the guys came up to me and said, hey, man, what are you doing at 6 a.m. tomorrow? And I laughed like thinking he's joking. He surprised me because if anything, I'm thinking he's going to invite me to a Bible study. But he surprised me by saying, oh, I'm part of this workout group for men called F3 and you should come. And another guy out of nowhere who I didn't know who he was, he says, yeah, and I'll pick you up. So here I am meeting these guys for the first time at this event, and all of a sudden it becomes memorable where they're looking at me and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I'm a new dad, and this is probably a time where I need to start becoming active again. And I decided, what the heck, I'll I'll say yes. So lo and behold, like at 5.45, this random stranger of mine that I just met the night before shows up in my house. And picks me up and takes me to the workout. And I go to my very first F3 workout. And for those that aren't familiar with it, it's a free organization started by some ex military guys in Charlotte, North Carolina, who had similar stories of wanting to reclaim health and fitness in their lives. And they didn't have a lot of avenues of doing that. They didn't want to go to the gym, spend the money on it. And so they said, let's just start our own group. This became known as F3. And so it moved from Charlotte to other cities, including the Raleigh Durham area. So I go to my first one and I'll always remember the moment, Sarah, where at the end of the workout, they have us just, just putting our backs against the wall and they call it people's chair. I was so exhausted and so tired that my legs were just gyrating in front of me, like just shaking uncontrollably where I couldn't like do anything about it. It was a great moment because... It was people, relationships, reaching out to me and inviting me to do something. And that was the start of my my health journey at that point.
1: That's so funny that you say that's how F3 recruited you because my husband had the exact same experience. And I think it's a really cool organization for guys, but I know they give nicknames too. What is your nickname?
0: Yeah, so at the end, it's really unique, isn't it? Because they're trying to pull you out into the, the uncomfortable situation of waking up early and it's all outside, like rain or shine. And so there's a lot of, A lot of things to say no to. And then you have to make it sticky. Like what makes this something that guys will go back to. And at the end of your first workout, they'll kind of do a quick interview with you to say, hey, tell us about yourself, Justin. What do you do for a living? Where do you live? where do you grow up? And whatever random questions on the top of their mind at you know, six o'clock in the morning. So the creativity level is far ranging here and you get a nickname and that nickname stays with you throughout your, the course of your career in F3 and your life. And so I made the comment that, yeah, I'm a new dad. And I thought maybe it'd be good to work out every now and then. And I wanted to come out and my daughter's name is Penny. And they said, oh, okay. Well, maybe we can work with that. Dime, nah, nickel. Ah, do you like the band Nickelback? And I said, well, (laughs) not especially. And they said, perfect you shall be deemed Nickelback. So that's how I got my name Nickelback. And it's a good story, because it's kind of like reclaiming that adventure. I mean, as you mentioned, you see that in my life. But at that time, you know, I was in the fog, uh, as a lot of new parents where I'm trying to manage what does life look like with a firstborn. It's kind of funny, because that, that seems like the overwhelming burden, right? When you're when you go from zero kids to one kid. So anyway, it was a great opportunity to have someone who I didn't really know that well whatsoever, invite me out to this group and start me on this path of being intentional about my health. And it's another example of relationships pulling you in a positive direction, introducing you to new challenges. And so the adventure was from that point on, well, let me keep doing this. And I got to know the guys it's an odd phenomenon where as you do something hard with someone shoulder to shoulder, you gain respect in their eyes. And the culture of that workout group is that you always go back to the six, meaning the last guy. So if you finish, then you go back and you help the the guy at the the back. And it's really interesting because you go from the new guy who hasn't been named to maybe being in the back more than not. And then you become more and more confident and they call you out into leadership where they say, Hey, Justin, Hey, Nickelback, uh, you haven't led, you've been coming out for a few months. It's time for you to lead. And I remember the first time leading a workout, it's really stressful because you don't know how many guys are going to show up and you're responsible for 45 minutes. And this is all like, you're not, no one's a professional there. And they try to tell you that, but at the same time, you don't want to fall flat in your face. And so you're researching and you're over researching and the night before it's kind of like you have a test and you're thinking, oh, you know, it's nerve wracking. And I, I'll always remember my very first workout. And at this point now, I've led probably over 150 workouts. But at the time, this is a big deal. And you know, you're, you're trying to make sure everyone has a good time while still getting a workout in. And so that was when I started to become intentional about physical fitness, but also it bled into just good relationships and new relationships forming outside of work that was really healthy for me at that time.
1: Sounds like a great social experiment with this F3 where people are thrown into leadership. They're thrown into new situations, but it really pulls people out and helps them shine and show up and they feel seen just in that little community. So I I do love to hear groups who get together and form that community that's healthy and really inspires others. So I know you're involved in a lot of communities in your life and have even created some of your own to serve other men. Tell us a little more about how community is showing up in your life
0: that's a good example of that was the beginning of seeing the power of community and how it could influence my behavior. Those same guys then pulled me further, not only doing those early morning workouts, but then doing my first endurance event of an overnight 12 hour event of this event called Go Ruck, where it's special ops military guy comes in and then leads you for 10 to 12 hours. Each participant has a backpack on with weight and food and water. And I would have never thought I would do this. But it's the power of community of the positive peer pressure, right? We hear about the negative peer pressure all the time, but there's something really powerful about this positive peer pressure from bringing a guy out to work out for the first time in months or years, and then getting him to sign up. Like you pay for this event, you know, to just get this brutal beat down from this special ops guy with extra weight. And you're doing things like carrying sandbags and logs and just, you know, the craziness that happens overnight. And so it's amazing to reflect on, wow, I can be influenced in a positive way, right? The times that I've been positively influenced, especially within the physical fitness world have been through community. And so I think about getting plugged into F3, getting exposed to those go Rook events and realizing, wow, like there's as much as you want to push yourself, you could push yourself and you know, where do you want to push yourself with it? And so going back to your, the beginning of our conversation about the accidental health coach comment was, I was always a business guy. I've studied business undergrad. I went to an MBA program with my wife. We traveled abroad for that. That was one of our adventures. And I always saw myself in business, right? Like I lived and breathed it, read strategy books, leadership books. That was my cup of tea. Never thought health and wellness would really be anything to do with my career. And then like many of us, we go through losses in life. And for me, a significant loss in my life was when my father passed away of a heart attack. And I was at work, first one in the office, I'd actually just completed an F3 workout. I was feeling good about the week ahead. It was a Monday morning at my desk alone, preparing for the week, I get the call. And the call is that my father has just passed away of a heart attack. Um, And it was just devastating. And, And so you think of all of the things that happened from that point on, what I realized through his passing was I was ready for time to reflect on my career, where I spent my time, and so I wasn't exactly sure where I was going in life, but I knew that I was willing to take a risk to challenge myself to think of what's, what's the, the work that's gonna be meaningful to me and the legacy that I wanna continue on based on my father's legacy. And so I just told the team, hey, I'm, uh, I'm stepping down as CEO of the small tech company and I'm gonna start this nonprofit and it's gonna be forming these intentional uh, small groups at the time, uh, just with men exploring this topic of how do we be a provider and it relates to our conversation about journey to health because the whole idea is well how can you both provide for others and yourself you don't want to be the selfish guy of just focusing on your needs you want to be able to focus on others but then you don't want to burn out like you don't want to just be the one giving the gifts or sacrificing all the time and then you're a shell of yourself that's really not the point of it either. The, the whole idea was, well, how can we do both? How can we provide for others and ourselves at the same time? And so to figure that out, I, ironically enough, quit my job to explore this idea of being a provider that we typically associate with financial provision, right? That is what allowed me to become an accidental health coach because I was speaking with a mentor of mine. It's just fun how Different life adventures lead to more adventures because as I decided to step away from this tech company, I wanted to launch this nonprofit, this fellowship for men and honor my father. So he named it after him, the CL Thomas fellowship. I wanted it to be special. And so how i try to make it special was to come up with this marketing promo video. And as we're filming this promo video, announcing the fellowship and inviting guys to apply for it, I invite a mentor of mine to do some B-roll footage. my mentor didn't even know what b-roll meant like you know for those that aren't familiar b-roll is just like you just you see people talking in the video but there's no sound right it's just the b-roll so he took it upon himself to actually do an authentic lunch and learn like he's sharing his life story and uh, giving us words of wisdom i'm just pretending like i'm taking notes but then all of a sudden he mentions here he is a cpa as a master's in finance he's got a master's in counseling and he says Of all the things that I've studied, the most practical course that I ever took was this course at Duke Integrative Medicine. And it was a training and certification course for health coaching. And I immediately like just perked up and I had wrote that down and I looked into it And for some reason I was drawn to it because I thought this would give me credibility to launch this fellowship to lead these groups and to be a certified coach. And I honestly had no idea what a health coach was. Didn't really have an interest in helping people with their diets or lose weight or to even do the same for me. Like I, you know, I didn't have any health challenges I was looking to overcome, but I did have this desire to make the fellowship special. And I thought, well, if my mentor found this to be extremely beneficial in his leadership development, then I'm sure I could get some benefit from it as well. So that's how I landed into the health coaching program at Duke.
1: I love that roundabout way. So many times we think health is only physical and we box it in so much that it's like health is about what you're eating and how you're moving. But so much of health, which is how you came about to this health coaching was from kind of the spiritual, mental, emotional side, which we kind of put to the side when we talk about health. So I think it's very appropriate. And I, I do love your heart for wanting to give back and also your boundaries for not wanting to be taken advantage of too much. Right. And that's something we all need to learn. And I think that's something that you do with your fellowship is how can they provide and protect, but then also do that for themselves. So I think that's really awesome how you do that
0: thanks and it's such an interesting challenge isn't it to provide for yourself and others because we tend to lean towards one or the other the tricky part is how can you do both and and going back to those go rogue challenges you know there was a time where my wife would roll her eyes when i would tell her i'm doing one of those events because she knew it was just about me like it was painful for the family i'd be gone uh, i'd come back i'd be tired i'd be grumpy and then not even to mention all the you know, weeks or months leading up to the training of one of those events. And then I had a breakthrough moment where I actually realized, oh, the whole purpose of doing these go ruck challenges is that you become a better person. It's not that you're becoming a stronger person, but you're becoming a better person. And so now my wife and I have this joke of if we have a task before us and we don't want to do it, we just look at each other and say, go ruck tough you just have to suck it up and do it. Like if you don't want to do the dishes or fold the laundry, it's just go up tough. Like that's the whole purpose of going through these events is that you've proven to yourself that you can do hard things. And so it's nice when you can have someone in your inner circle cheer you on when you're doing something for yourself, because they know that you're becoming a better version of yourself. So that when I sign up for those crazy events, my wife's like, well, you know, it's going to require some sacrifice on my part, but I know it's he's becoming a better husband. He's becoming a better father. And this is just who he is. It's fun because the momentum builds, right? I mean, you, you don't all of a sudden achieve this pinnacle of health if you have a certain idea, but you just take steps towards it. And then people, when they're cheering you along with it, that's a signal that, oh, I'm taking the right steps. I'm starting to discover how, not just to make this about myself, but I'm becoming better and becoming stronger, whether it's the physical challenges or the community You know, my wife started to see a better version of myself. It's really fun to say that because so as we have this conversation, I'm 37 years old and it's fun to reflect on the journey of the last about four years uh, since my father passed away and it's coming up next month. And it's nice to see that that's a real milestone marker in my life of starting to make intentional decisions and, and doing the hard things and being willing to put myself into uncomfortable situations so that I can grow and become better and sometimes it, it's it's a combination of things of people and relationships of books if i could there's one there's one moment like one big breakthrough moment that i'd like to share with you that pulls in the journey to health team as well
1: oh absolutely yeah i'm i'm intrigued i knew there were more adventures to share so let's go
0: yeah so so the the adventure that i wanted to share you know i, I had the great fortune of after finishing the health coach training program at Duke uh, and going through their certification program, you get excited about the opportunity to not only change your behaviors, but others. And then there's this, there's this gap of, well, how do I make this a business? And what do I do? And so you hang up your digital shingle and you see what how that goes. But I had the good fortune of having worked for Dr. BJ, William Lawson, and a previous startup that uh, he had done. And so after my certification and training uh, was in the process of studying for the national board exam as well. And then figuring out the business side of things. Cause that's my background, right? Like, how is this going to be sustainable? How can I in, you know, integrate this health and wellness coaching into business? And so fortunately, He and Dr. Joe had started this organization, EHop Health, and had come up with the program Journey to Health. And so we grabbed coffee and we started to to engage about like, how can I help out? And so I was able to leverage the business background into taking their their scientific minds and their science-driven curriculum and just put it in terms uh, that could resonate with business leaders. And so I started on that journey. And then I had a pleasant surprise of actually going through the 12-month program myself where I started to get these lessons and it's really funny, the lies that we tell ourselves that I don't need this, right? Like I, like I said, I don't have an autoimmune disease. I didn't have this big health condition I was overcoming. And I thought like, I'm good, right? I've done these crazy events before. And then you just realize, well, you always have more to learn. And as the lessons started to trickle in, I started to become interested in some topics. And then sometimes I still had that pride of reading a lesson and and thinking that's not for me. Like there was a lesson on intermittent fasting and I was like, well, you know, I don't want to lose weight. So like, why would I fast? And then other things like that, right? So it took me a while until I finally started to become intentional with implementing some of these changes, not to overcome a dramatic health condition, but just to be a better version of myself and to push myself just like I had done in the physical uh, ways. And the curriculum started to build momentum in my life of, You make these changes, you'll get stronger and you can push through things. And just like on a small scale, pushing through the experiment with intermittent fasting of the first week's awful. Like you're hungry and angry and you're trying to like count down the minutes and hours until you can eat again. And then all of a sudden something like changes and your body adjusts and you realize like, I don't need to eat that. Like I'm actually not hungry anymore. And it's a good time for your body to replenish itself and to and just to be more disciplined in life as well. So I've got this this great blend now at this time in my life of finding this new career, reconnecting with this great community, challenging myself with diet and exercise, and going back to F3, there's this workout. And at the end of the workout, we typically end and everyone goes home. But all of a sudden, at the end of this workout, this guy starts doing burpees. And he's like, I'm not gonna stop doing burpees until I get three volunteers to come out to this run and raise money to for this clinic out in Africa. And so he starts doing burpees. And I'm thinking this is uncomfortable. And so I just raise my hand and say, Alright, man, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put in some cash here and uh, help you out with this. What do I need to do? And he says, Okay, well, all you need to do is sign like the whole goal is there's gonna be this 24 hour race where uh, everyone within the F3 community will sign up so that uh, there's at least one person running during the all hours of this 24 hour period. So do whatever you want to, and then, you know, try to raise some money with it. So I prepared for this event and I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to do a combination of things. I'm going to, I'm going to ruck for an hour. So walking with a weighted backpack would be good training and I'll, um, uh, do a run, um, as well afterwards. I had a friend who was willing to, he actually told me, he said, Hey, I'm, I'm working that day, that Saturday, but I'd love to do this early with you. Are you up for it? And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do it early. And by early, he's like, 3 a.m. So, once again, the power of the community to like do, you know, make you do something you don't want to do. And so, the plan was I'd meet up with this guy. We'd ruck walk to do that for an hour or two. wash well, up to the event at my assigned time and he's not there. He stands me up. And so, I'm like, ah, oh, this stinks. Like, and for some reason, I decided, why don't I just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use the rock. Like I just, I'm just going to jog. And so I start running. And so it's this one mile loop. And so uh, I knew that um, some other friends would be, would be coming later. So I just said, okay, let me just do this on my own for an hour or so. See if, you know, if I can power through my friends, will get here. It was so cool because there was another huge breakthrough moment where, you do as much as you think you can do, and then you can do more. Where at, up until that time, farthest I'd run was, it was probably 10 miles, right? I just kept running. This wonderful moment of the combination of some of the curriculum and journey to health of like, you know, pushing yourself and having that positive community. Uh, there's something beautiful about not planning for something. You have no expectations. Like you're just out there. You're just trying your best. And I remember uh, thinking to myself, wouldn't it be amazing if, if I could do more than half marathon. And then I got to, I got to 15 miles and then another friend joined me and I told myself, wouldn't it be cool if I went 20 miles? Like that just seems like crazy. I mean, this would be, this would be crazy. And so, so I tried it. I just went around and I went around and my friend was there and he was coaching me up and he was rooting me on and uh, I was able to finish it. And I don't know if you remember this, Sarah, but I sent a text message to the whole eHop team. I said, guys, thank you because you helped me do this.
1: Well, I don't know how we helped you, but I I love to hear how you have this great blend of discipline and the spontaneity, you know, like you're spontaneous with this adventure and like, why not? Let's just keep running. But then you also have this really great discipline to keep you on track that way. And I think I have a new nickname for you. It's Forrest Gump, because who would just say like, let's just keep running (laughs) and the beard right here showing how you kind of just took on your Forrest Gump.
0: I did. That's a good, that's a good description of what happened there. It was, it was completely random and it was so fun to like share the message with you guys. I guess the incredible part is I think in the back of our minds, we think, Oh, I'm not that I'm not a runner. I'm not an athlete. I I'm not disciplined. I'm not into health and fitness. And we tell ourselves this and then, but that was the moment that I realized you can break through these barriers you put for yourself. I mean, I never thought I would do that. I never thought that was possible. And I, ne- I mean, I, I never thought I would get into a group like F3 to wake up early to do workouts outside or to take on those challenges. And then I never thought I'd be in the health and wellness field, you know. So it's it's fun to challenge these assumptions because there's so many limiting assumptions that we have. And then what helps us do that? Like I can't even take credit for that, right? It's about the community and the relationships, and it's the positive voices in your life calling you out to say, Hey, you should do this, Justin, you should consider doing this event when you're around so many positive people like that, you can't help, but break through in a variety of ways. And so that was a, that was a a physical breakthrough and it got me, it got me into like thinking, well, what if I had signed up for some runs? And so at that point I said, you know, I signed up for my first half marathon. And then there was a moment that maybe some listeners can relate to where you almost feel embarrassed to make a, a diet change at least for me, I did. So as I'm going through the journey to health, I'm re I'm realizing that, oh man, like sugar's bad. And (laughs) sugar's not only the stuff in, you know, in candy bars, but it's also my beloved cereal. Like I would eat tons of cereal, like four or five bowls a day. And then you realize, oh gosh, well, like carbs, how they break down the body. It's just like sugar. And so you just add that all together. And so there's the good part of that where it's some energy, but if you're trying to be intentional with your health and wellness and you become familiar with some of the science and information out there you say well what's what's the other way and the other way is concentrating on healthy fats versus relying on the other fuel of sugar so i remember the moment of having the aha moment of being around the ehop health team going through the journey to health curriculum and as i was preparing for my first half marathon i thought "Well, why don't i actually have a a diet plan like a a food strategy and this is coming from a guy didn't care what he ate before or thought it was silly to have diets and just like, why do you need that in in your life? And you know, why had that stress? And then I remember feeling like, no, I I get it now. Like here's, here's the reason behind it. And I remember thinking, Oh gosh, but then do I have to tell anyone, can I just do this? Like without telling anyone and you know, I'm not putting a spotlight on this decision, but I realized, well, that's not going to be winning strategy. My wife cooks all the meals. So I need to actually communicate this with her. Yeah, I just remember that moment of sitting down and thinking, "All right, I'm going to tell her." And so I sent her a text. <laughs> I said, "Hey, I want to do this." Sent her a link and said, "I'd like to. I'd like to try this uh, this keto diet with the low carb and the high fat." And at first she didn't know if like, I was serious about it. And I downloaded like this app to help like track macros and to get to like 50 carbs or uh, less a day. And and I had this like timer on my watch with the intermittent fasting. And, and so she could tell, like, I was really into this. And so I, you know, I, I wanted to do it to prepare for the race and I was just, you know, worth the experiment. But it was this odd feeling of being embarrassed to make a decision for myself that would introduce questions from other people and maybe even like make them uncomfortable. Like what if we went over to people's homes or like, what if we hosted people or like, what would I do in those situations? And so um, all those thoughts kind of went through my mind of the challenges with being intentional and it might seem weird and different. And I struggled with that at first, but it was all part of the experiment because I was looking to see how I could improve and get better. And so that was part of the journey as well.
1: I like hearing how, I mean, you've You've communicated a couple of things to me over the last couple of stories is how well you keep your family, your wife, Amy specifically in the know and involved in what you're doing. You know, like she's a part of what you're doing. It's not selfish. It's not just for Justin. It's for the fact that he's getting better for his family and you communicate that with them. And I think that's an important piece to what you're doing as a provider. This is a team effort here. So whether it's the diet or the race or whatever, she's a part of it. And there's a little bit of ownership in that. And then also kind of busting through all those self-limiting beliefs, you know, on either exercise with running or even diets and assuming people are going to have judgments about it, really working through our mindset and our limiting beliefs of ourselves, what we can do. And then what others are going to think. Those are really two great lessons that I've heard throughout this whole story flow.
0: Well, thanks for letting me flow with it. And a benefit is that as soon as I started to be intentional with what I ate, I actually started cooking and I started to really get into it where I was looking up recipes and I was subscribing to different sites. And it's weird. I've heard that there's a saying that discipline equals freedom because I experienced that with my food choices where when you, when you take off the carbs from your plate, like, what do you do? Like we, I mean, we literally like how Amy meal plan. she said was, Hey, I'd pick a carb, I would pick a vegetable, I would pick a meat, like, bam, like, you know, I didn't have to think about it. And then here you come messing everything up, Justin. So what is this thing? <laughs> so then I started to take more ownership and joy out of researching and cooking and getting into this process. And so once again, it's trying to find this balance of providing for yourself and others where I was looking to provide for myself to prepare for this race. And it had the ripple effect of, providing for the family by me actually cooking half the time now and to be more intentional with the responsibilities in the kitchen where I mean, my wife now is, you know, kind of laughs like this is this is such a a change, right? Like that I'm actually contributing and can do that. I mean, before if I cook dinner, it was a pretty sad affair because what it meant was I would ask him, well, what, what are we going to cook? Like, how am I supposed to do that? And, and so it would be more frustration for me to quote unquote cook because I was looking for like a step-by-step plan from her where she was looking for a mental break, uh, not only the physical break from cooking. And so that's been a nice uh, lesson learned through the process as well, where, you know, hopefully that's a good example of trying to find this balance in what I do. But looking back, it's nice to see, oh, that's that's one little micro example of the discipline equals some freedom, meaning like I didn't have an option for everything. I was more strategic in what I was trying to do as far as my diet went. And then the changes I made on the surface were annoying to my wife of like, now I've got thoughts and opinions with what she cooks. Hopefully it was quick enough where I changed that to say, well, let me help. Let me actually do this myself and learn about it. And so those are some of the positive things that, that have come from this self-experimentation of, just appreciating the opportunity we all have to take ownership of our health. That's something that we're very passionate about at ehop health and to encourage others through the journey health program, finding your own way, finding your, why what's inspiring to you. You know, there's, there's many people with, with a story similar to mine where it's not overcoming a crazy health event personally, but maybe they were inspired by a loss right? Like I was where a loss in the family and you reevaluate what's important, what I want to go after and to be more intentional. And that begins to build your confidence for more and more adventures uh, to tackle in life as well. So it's fun to reflect on the journey with you probably more entertaining, which would, would be to get my wife's perspective on it. But that's, that's the story from my lens. <laughs> She'll
1: be our next guest. I, uh, yeah, I think if we get, I think a win from this podcast is if a couple of husbands start cooking more in the kitchen. I think that's a big win here. You've motivated us in many, many ways, but do you want to go into speaking about the fellowship?
0: Yeah. So the the fellowship launched and it was a great endeavor to do that. And so I had the experience of continue to to grow as well. So The whole concept is how do we become better providers? We're intentional with a a nine-month fellowship, small group meeting once a month to review an assigned book reading, assigned scripture memorization, and a challenge that they do along one of the themes of becoming a provider. That's been a great experiment because I've learned, just like many teachers and leaders of organizations, is that you learn the most, right? We're now into our fourth year of the fellowship experience and it, it changes and morphs and and we had a chance to expand the fellowship beyond there's a few groups here in the raleigh Durham area and we expanded out to dublin ireland because that's as i briefly mentioned was where uh, my wife and i went while i went back to school for my mba we made some great lifelong relationships there and when i started the fellowship i reached out to a friend who leads a church and i said hey would you like to introduce this to your your men's ministry as part of the church i explained it to him and he said yeah they started to follow the same fellowship program. And it's just been a real blessing to see how they've taken hold of it as well. There's something in us that we're looking for that blend of accountability, encouragement, raising the bar. Just like I was that guy when someone said to me, what are you doing at 6 a.m.? It's like, you just need to extend the invitation. And that's that's all you can do, right? Like extend the invitation. So it's nice to have those moments where I can look back and say, ah, oh, you know, this, this person extended the invitation for me to step my game up. And that's what I try to do with the fellowship is to extend the invitation for men in their life that are looking for, to go deeper in some relationships and to evaluate how they're providing, not only for themselves, but others and blending that together. Now my wife leads one for women as well. That's a nice benefit of this, this whole experience as well. And hopefully it's uh, blessing others.
1: Yeah, somebody extended the invitation to you in the beginning, but you had the courage to just show up and take it. And from there, it spiraled into so many other things. I mean, leadership in your own life, for your own health and your own disciplines, and then also extending that to your family and now the community of people and men that you lead. So thank you for inspiring us to be the leaders and providers that we need to be in our own lives and seeking many adventures throughout all of it.
0: That's what we try to do at Journey to Health, right? And it's so fun to see everyone's different story. So I love this podcast. I love what you're doing, Sarah, with it. And it's so fun to hear people's own Journey to Health stories.
1: And this whole podcast is your fault. We blame this all on you because this was all your idea and I love everything about it. So thank you for extending that invitation to start a podcast and me being able to host it. So I didn't realize this was something I needed in my life. So thank you for that. That's a gift that you've given us and me. One more thing. We always end with our health tip. So what's a health tip that you either live by? You've given us a few and I think we could carry on with those, but any other specific health tips that you would share with a client or a friend or just yourself
0: one thing that I'm driven by is to just evaluate what is bringing me energy so like I can't get excited about something for long at least unless it's a genuine excitement and uh, you know why why live life any other way where you're doing something but you're not really passionate about it and so what I try to think to myself is like, what am I genuinely interested or curious or passionate about and then go after that. And so my health tip would be, you know, try to pick something that maybe is a scary goal or a scary thought. And that's probably what you should do, right? Like going back to my story of wanting to experiment with a keto diet, like that was kind of an embarrassing moment of like being on a quote unquote diet and talking to my wife about that or signing up for the first half marathon. Like those are scary goals, right? And but at the same time, I was super energized by it. And, you know, one of the more, more recent things that happened was as I thought about how best to honor the death of my father, you know, the idea of running a marathon came to the top of my mind where I never thought I'd do that. I never wanted to do it, but for the first time I had a clear vision and that's where the the energy came from. And I was willing to say, oh yeah, like, let me get on a training program. Let me continue to double down on this diet. Let me continue to, but I didn't do it because I felt like other people wanted me to do it. I didn't do it because was forced into it, it was there was energy behind it. And so I guess my my health tip is that once you have some energy behind a certain aspect of your health. And as you know, like that's the that's the exciting part. Take the first step however you want to, building healthy relationships or changing your diet or your your exercise, just think about that item in your life that is like truly part of your your vision that brings you energy. And you got to have that because there's going to be challenges along the way. So you got to have some energetic vision to like try to change your behavior because it's really hard to do. And you go back to that and say, all right, this is why I'm doing it, you know, and I may never want to do this again, but at least I've got this like burst of energy and adrenaline and I'm willing to double down into it.
1: Great advice. That's right. Find your passion. What's your energy. And then it sounds like from this whole time, a lot of your stories link in and bring in community. So maybe invest or ask community or a family to help you and support you to keep you going.
0: Yeah, you can only take yourself so far. And then when you invite community along the journey, even if it's embarrassing to tell them your goals because you're scared of it yourself, that's just such a a beautiful moment to like get help and to get people behind it.
1: And going on the greatest adventures. It's about other people and providing and protecting, leading, showing up and doing it all with sunshine. Well, thank you for your stories. I enjoyed all of them. And yeah, we're going to take away a lot of things to be inspired to go out into the world and find our own adventures here. So thank you for the time.
0: Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for listening to this episode. Before you take off, I wanted to ask if you would enjoy getting a short email from me every Wednesday called A Kind Word. It provides a little positivity to help you get over hump day. It's free and shares highlights of things that have brought me joy over the past week. If you want to start getting A Kind Word from me, simply sign up at justinthomascoaching.com by entering your email address and you'll get the next one. That's justinthomascoaching.com. Thanks again for listening. Bless and protect.